0: and Mary was just Mary. I mean, she was just mm-hmm. an average everyday person. She yeah. wasn't some great lineage. She wasn't from the the uh, royalty. She was just plain Mary. And and because of that, he said, "You have given grace in my humblest state. You have shown favor to me." And she uses that word that she says, from this time on, generation will count me blessed.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funke. And I'm Cara Devereux.
2: And in today's episode, we're doing things a little bit different. So we are joined by Pastor Steve McAllister, who is walking with us through Mary's song in Luke 2, also known as the Magnificat. In this episode, we're reminded why the song is not actually about Mary, um, and we're also encouraged to love the lost and to love our fellow Christians.
1: We have really enjoyed counting down to Christmas with you this year. If you haven't already, please check out our other Advent episodes with special guests Sandra McCracken, Matt Boswell, and Jeremy Casella. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter so that you don't miss out on future episodes coming next year in 2022. Follow us on Instagram, where we will be hosting our annual Battle of the Carols. Um, And I think that time's running out on that as well. And if you enjoy what you hear, we'd be very grateful if you share this episode and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.
2: Yeah, time's not just running out of the Battle of the Carols, it's running out for our really exciting giveaway. Uh, go over to hymnpartial.com to enter for your chance to win a copy of Spurgeon's own hymn book. This includes over a thousand psalms and hymns, a foreword by Spurgeon scholar Tom Nettles, and an additional essay by Spurgeon himself called How Should We Sing? It's a beautiful cloth-bound edition and it's just Oh, go over to impartial.com sign up you could win this oh yes and the offer ends december 31st so get a wiggle on it finishes december 31st 2021 11 p.m gmt that's uk time
1: So this episode with Steve McAllister is a little bit different in multiple ways. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice that we don't have video of Steve. And that's not just because of technical difficulties. Um, Steve is, due to the nature of his job, he works with a lot of kind of at-risk missionaries across the world. So we don't have his image on. Um, but he's a wonderful brother in the gospel, wonderful brother in Christ. Um, he supports our churches over here in Scotland through prayer, through the sending of missionaries as well, and does a lot of great work for anchored in truth, which you'll hear a little bit more about in his bio in a second. Um, this was kind of, kind of a different episode because we usually are talking about a hymn and the hymn writers and stuff like that. We've had a few episodes where we've talked about, um, the Psalms. We've also talked about hymns in the new Testament. And so this is very specifically talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus and her praise,
2: her praise to God for, for what he's doing. Um, and I really, really appreciated the, the kind of devotional nature of this episode. It was such an encouragement before Christmas. Um, and it was so good just to be reminded that even Mary who bore Jesus, Um, didn't go, hey, look at me. I'm the woman. She said, look at Christ. And it was a wonderful reminder as we come into the Christmas season.
1: Yeah. So um, before we say goodbye um, for the year, we hope that this episode is a great encouragement to you before Christmas. And we pray that it blesses you.
2: And we hope you have a great Christmas and a wonderful new year. And we'll see you in 2022. Um, But before we go, Here's the episode. Steve McAllister serves as Vice President of Operations Management for Anchored in Truth. He has had the joy to serve at Grace Life Church of the Shoals on two divisions for a total of 21 years, and he is currently serving as a pastor elder. Steve has filled various positions in multiple churches, including that of senior pastor. In his current role, he knows that God's ministry calling on his life is to serve and support Jeff Noblet through Grace Life Church anchored in truth, and has been truly blessed and honored to do so. Steve spends each engaging various cultures around the globe and counts some of his closest friends as international. He's a graduate of Auburn University, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary, and the Master's College. He and his wife, Alison, have been married for 30 years, and they have three grown children, Lindsay, Gray, Shelby. Brother Steve, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much, ladies. This is Jordan. And uh, I was obviously, you know, a couple weeks ago was there with Cara personally at the church. And it was a great joy and it's a joy to uh, be with you ladies today. Uh, and as I've already said, in our time before the recording is that you folks are are risking the longevity of your podcast by having me on here <laughs> in, in, the, in the line with all the great folks that you've had on talking about music because I'm very, very limited in there. You should have had my wife on. She would have done a wonderful job.
1: <laughs> well, we have we're having you on to talk about the Bible of which we know you love to study. Um, so it's a perfect fit really when you think about it. Um, but it's Christmas time, which is our favorite season.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: <laughs> and at Christmas time, Christians everywhere participate in reading the infancy narrative of Jesus in Luke. There we find one of the most famous hymns of the New Testament, Mary's song, or as many know it, the Magnificat. Before we dig in, can you give us the background or the setup to this scene in Luke?
0: Yes, I'll be glad to do that. I'm actually holding the Word of God in my hands right and I, I don't know if you've told the folks there why I'm not on because of security the place that we go so you can't see but you can hear me and it's not so much for my security although it it, it is but it's also the people that we work with and serve all over the world so thank you for allowing me that but basically the the entire setup for for this song of Mary uh, starts in verse 26 of, of Luke chapter one and so I want to read that now Month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Said the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son her old age, and she was was called barren. Is now in her sixth month. For nothing would be impossible with God. And Mary said, "Behold, I say of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word." And the angel departed her. And so then, see, that's the context. That's the context that uh, Mary, as a a very uh, young girl, uh, we uh, we scholars would guess in her teenage years. Uh, mm-hmm see this taking place in her life, and uh, we see that um, she was visited by Gabriel, and it was something that was uh, about to change her entire life uh, mm-hmm. as a young virgin, and um, when it was pronounced that you will have a child, it's of the Holy Spirit of God, and He'll be the Savior of the world, and that was a very, very significant thing in her life. Mm-hmm. And so, what we see later on about the song that you want me to come to today is just the response to the blessing of God in her life. And so, that's the context, and that's what uh, she's. We'll talk about here in a few moments and ask questions. Cover Yeah.
2: So, um, I was reading this the other day, and I noticed that Zechariah's. Pro- a little bit after, um, and as I was reading the two of them, I was just wondering why is the Magnificat more well known than Zechariah's prophecy? When Zechariah's prophecy is kind of more obviously about Christ and his purpose in coming at Christmas.
0: okay uh, I, I I don't know if I have a good answer for that, other than maybe because it's more well known, maybe because of the Catholic uh, faith and. Also, the influence that the Catholic uh, world has had on our world, and, and, uh, and that may be why it is so much well known. But again, as you and I know, as we understand the 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 significance and the uh, the this influence in that particular text that we're talking about is not so much. It, it's not on Mary; it's on Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friends in the Catholic Church—that's where. The, have missed that because Mm -hmm. their influence and their significance is on Mary. But Mm -hmm. again, the whole background setting is on Christ and it's on, and that's one of the blessings that we see in that scripture, that it's the blessing of the fruit of her womb. It's not her, Mm -hmm. but it's the fruit of her womb. It's Christ. But again, it's an incredible uh, song and it's an incredible testimony as I've already said, of the response of Mary when she knew as a young girl that she heard uh, from the Holy Spirit of God, that she would bear the Savior of the world. And I wonder, as I was reading through that myself, thinking about the world in which you live and I live, uh, and, and today, you know, we have so much entertainment. We have so much Facebook, Twitter, text, and things of that. Mm-hmm. But Mary can have this, and, and it's amazing that when you think about what her response to that blessing was, the the knowledge of scripture and the knowledge of God that this young woman had mm. as she uh, responded to what was unfolding in her life, mm-hmm. just the, the the depth of her relationship with the Lord Jesus, uh, our our her relationship with God was an incredible, incredible, uh, and we see that from. Uh, verses forty-six and following in her response to the blessing God in her life.
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess we will dip into in a bit in a bit the Catholic Church and their influence around this particular bit of scripture. But I guess I, I understand the the magnitude of what's going on in Mary's life and why her response to what has been thrust upon her is so um, highlighted in Christian culture because, you know, virgin birth, you know, God of all creation in her womb as a baby. Like it is like an incredible thing. It's like uh, if it's a, a news story, you know, involving two parties, like the the reporters want to go straight to the one of the parties and get their response. Like this just happened. Tell us what you think. You know, so I, I do kind of feel like it's that, um, that type of significance in what she's doing. But what are the main kind of reflections of Mary's song that Christians should really rejoice in, in this Christmas outside of it, just being like an interesting bit of history, like how should Christians really look at this song?
0: Very good question. Uh, One of the things is I want to take it in context and pick up again in verse 39. And obviously, See, let's go back. Gabriel had already told her, said that, you know, you, you are the woman and of, of, of a significant woman, and you are going to be the woman going to bear the child. That's going to be the savior of the world. Not only will you be the mother of the savior of the world, but this baby is going to die for your sins, Mary. Mm. And so it's an incredible concept. So because of that, verse 39, now at this time, as I mean, this time goes back to everything that she just was uh, 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 just told. Mary rose and went in a hurry to the hill country to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Now, I believe that is a... A prophetic message from God because I don't think Elizabeth even knew that Mary had been chosen to carry the Savior of the world so when her baby leaped within his womb because John the Baptist at that time that's all he could do was kick in the side of the rib that's all that's all he could do because because in the womb couldn't talk now he would talk later and he would talk loudly but at that time he he leaped and she spoke those words and said, "Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb." And and verse forty three. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Mm. For behold, when the sound reached my ears, the baby le- leaped in the womb for joy. And she goes on and blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what has been spoken to the Lord. And so here, here's what's taking place that, that teaches how to be a blessing to others when they've been blessed. And that's what Elizabeth is doing. I mean, mm-hmm. she was an older woman, mm-hmm. Mary, a young girl, going to her. Uh attention should have been Elizabeth, but Elizabeth turned the attention of a blessing back on Mary mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, above all women. Because think about this, there, there was only one Eve. There's only one Eve that was the mother of all creation. And there's only one woman that was that's going to bear a child that's going to be the savior of the world mm. and so that's what's going on and we're learning the lesson of how to respond to others who have been blessed and so Elizabeth gives us that example there and so at this time of Christmas season we ought to be a blessed people as Christians we ought to be a giving people we ought to demonstrate that to one to another and as you know in your country in the country which I live Christmas time the holiday season is a very stressful time very time-consuming, and mm-hmm. so what we ought to do is to sit back and reflect, how can we bless each other? How can we rejoice mm-hmm. with others? And so we see that, and then we learn that from Elizabeth, and so she says, how can it be that that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Again, let me read verse 45, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to the Lord. So it goes back to the, the spirit, Depth of Mary's life because she would believe what was said mm-hmm. to her from um, Gabriel that you're going to bear a child as a virgin that would be the savior of the world. Now, what is the response of Mary? That, that that was your question. So, how did Mary respond? Well, she responded with humility and joy because I've already said God. Uh, she had God-focused humility. Mm-hmm. The joy we see there dominates her thoughts and her words. Actually, if you think about this, ladies, you'll see that she takes this entire concept to a different level. Now, you and I, uh, we walk with Christ for a season, for, you know, in our life, however long it is for you ladies and how long it is for me. And we do understand that there is a virgin birth, that there's a Savior that was born of a virgin mm-hmm was was by the spirit of god mm-hmm. we believe that by faith we believe the truth of the Scripture. but if you think about that for another moment that's a reflection now we look back and christian day looked back on that some 2000 years ago and there was a flick backward and you see you know that time has a way in our lives to because of we get uh familiar with bible teaching or time has to, to dampen. We get used to it. Mm. But let's consider for a moment Mary's perspective. When she heard those words from Gabriel that a virgin would bear a child and it would be the savior of the world, she goes back in her perspective in time. She, she begins to think that 2,000 years ago, God had promised Abraham through his lineage. Then a thousand years later, your God promised to David also through his lineage. And then 700 years, he said in the prophet Isaiah that there would be a virgin that would give birth to a baby. And then Mary now is looking at it. She is living at the exact moment mm. when he says that you will give birth. And you see our reflection, it is a just a reflect back, but Mary is living in the moment. And so she Mm. takes this to a a different level and a different sphere of of honor and worship. And and and, and in the text here, the the Bible tells us some interesting thing. Look in verse 46 of Luke chapter one. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord. My spirit rejoiced in God, my savior. And so here's some things that she takes joy Here's some things that she rejoices in worship is is her Lord. It's something that changed her life forever. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. Here's a, here's a, here's a young teenage and is a virgin, and she's about to give birth, and she does give birth to the Lord of the entire universe, the Creator. It changed her life forever, and so her perspective was greater and stronger and deeper than we can understand today. Mm. She uses the word savior. She, as I've already said, she will bear the very child that will die for her sins. Mm. And so that 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 was a a radical thing in her life. And then she goes on in verse 48, and she says, For he has regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time of all generation will count me blessed. And Mary was just Mary. I mean, she was just mm-hmm. an average, everyday person. She yeah. wasn't some great lineage. She wasn't from the the uh, royalty. She was just plain Mary. And and because of that, he said, "You have given grace in my humblest state. You have shown favor to me." And she uses that word that. She says, from this time on, generation will count me blessed. Verse 4, the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mm -hmm. And so she is exalting him. And that's why I've said earlier that that our our Catholic friends focus on Mary, but it's not on Mary. It's on God. It's Mm -hmm. on the Savior of the world. And so there is a service that is rendered. And so now think about this, ladies. And so Mary comes into the understanding here that I'm going to be, uh, I'm I'm going to give birth to the Savior of the world. And so there's a service that is rendering, but there's also, as you and I understand, that there's a lot of us, especially in the ministry, like like I I serve, and a lot of church members, they want to be exalted. They want to be in position of leadership and authority, Mm -hmm. but we Understand that exalted service sometimes, most of the times, comes also exalted suffering. Yeah. And so you got to think about Mary. Um. You, you got to understand the gossip that went on. Mm-hmm. That in that culture, because here's a virgin that now is with child, and what her and Joseph went through. Yeah. That surely there was not a virgin. Surely they had uh of, of, of sex before marriage. Surely mm-hmm. things were going. On. So there was some exalted suffering. And then not only that, but we understand that Mary had to watch her son die. He was crucified. And so she went through an incredible uh, suffering. And uh, but, but because of that, she, she, she is exalting him. And then she goes on in there. And she continues to talk about the Lord, and he says his holy name. That is someone that is unique, above all, different than anyone else. Mm. Verse 50, she uses the word, and his mercy is upon generation to generation toward those who fear him. Uh, She talks about that his mercy extends from not only to her life, but from generation to generation. Mm. Uh, Verse 51 and following, she talks about his power, and, and the, the, the all-knowing power of God. And then she ends it there uh, about faithfulness. And she talks about that about that his faithfulness, that he's in verse3, and he spoke to our fathers to Abraham, his descendants forever. And so those are some things that come out of this song that you and I talk about every Christmas that the focus is God its on Christ it's, mm-hmm. it's not over what you and I enjoy the holiday seasons, and all the the different lights and the the trees and things that I love and I enjoy. That's one of the things that um, we enjoy part of Christmas, but Mary is making a different perspective for us to focus on God. So hopefully this holiday season that we as believers, as we're with our family and we're eating and we're sharing and giving, that we reflect back upon the goodness of God and these things that He is the Lord, He's the creator of the universe, that He is our Savior of our soul. And because mm-hmm. He's given grace and He's allowed us to serve Him and He's allowed us to be a part of what we're doing around the world. And so that's an incredible yeah. opportunity for us. Now, Mary, has already said, is the only mother that gave birth to the Savior. But you and I, as believers in Christ, we also have the opportunity to uh, invest in other people's lives, not to the extent that Mary was afforded, but we have an opportunity to invest in others, to give to others, and to show Christ. And that's mm-hmm. what he has called us to do, uh, not only the holiday season, but throughout the year.
1: Yeah, amen. I, I think that's great. Um, you know, what you've said about Mary's reflection here and in, in her praise, she's pointing to Christ, and um, that's you see this all over scripture that um, the people that the Lord has put in these great positions of service, you know, they point to Him like He's the real, He's the star, you know, as Mary is privilege to be able to participate and what a privilege it is for us as well as Christians to, to do likewise. So that's great. <laughs> I'm like jazzed yeah. about it now.
0: <laughs> and, sure. well, I, 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 ladies, as you asked me to, uh, you know, gave me some, some questions through, And, uh, and again, as I, as I started out, if, if you, if you think about obviously lessons for us during this holiday Time obviously is to focus on God. It's not on the gift, but it's on the get the giver. Yeah. Uh, it's all these things we've already talked about that Mary is is singing about is in this poem of praise and adoration to God. But let's also don't miss the thing that we've already addressed. Some is that Elizabeth, who in in your world and, I, and our world, we get so selfish, we get so self centered. Mm. but she took, she she teaches us how to respond to the blessings of others. Mm. And so we see that in her life. And second thing, we, we learn from Mary how to respond from being blessed by God. Mm. Again, she put the focus back on God. And so that's something that I hope that we grasp and understand that as not only in this song, but in our life as well, that when other people are successful in the Christian world, other people are promoted by God, we need to have a proper understanding of that. And we need to rejoice when they rejoice. But let's be quite honest. Uh, most of Christianity uh, struggles with that. Most mm. pastors struggle with that. Mm. We see the goodness of blessings on other people's life, And we begin to whine and we begin to wh- more and we begin to doubt the love of God. But this is a prime example for us to say, here is Elizabeth that, that has within her womb, the, that is the one that will point the, the coming of our Lord. And yet this young girl who is, we, we assume it's a relative because the Bible says one of her relatives, one, there was some connection with her and Elizabeth. And so this young girl comes to her, maybe she's her aunt, but now the attention is on her, and Elizabeth gives that to her. She's not worthy to be in Mary's environment. Mm-hmm. Then Mary teaches us, no, it's for the glory of God. It's for, it's for the glory of Him. And so it, it, it is just a wonderful song, a wonderful poem, uh, and, and the focus that as we get together— uh, over the holidays, is to glorify God. And that's why I've said, I think, well, I know, I don't think, I know our Catholic friends have missed the focus because they have exalted Mary to a state that Mary never intended to be that because you right. see that here in this uh, text of Scripture we read, it's all on Christ. It's on our, on my Lord, on my Savior, you know, grace and mercy. So, amen. I'll stop now. and I'll let you. <laughs>
2: You're oh, actually reminding me. I was memorizing a hymn this week. I don't know if you know it, May the Mind of Christ Saviour. Yes. Uh, as you were talking about Mary, I was thinking of a couple of the verses. There's the one where it says um it's talking about Christ and it says him exalting self abasing This is very and then at the end, mm. the last verse is um may his rest upon me as I seek the loss to win. Um may they Forget the channel, seeing only him. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. as you are talking about Mary, that exactly what she was, she was doing.
0: Yes, absolutely. good insight, Kara, and it it really is. And just the whole concept, as you see, again, the proper response to people, um, proper response to, to 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 brothers and sisters in Christ and people is to dying of self, and we serve and give to others, but ultimately, as we serve and give the Lord. As you know, I was there with you a couple of weeks ago through the text of Scripture mm-hmm. that says that, that when they came and they tried to question Jesus and put Him in a hard spot, and they said, what is the greatest law? And there were 613 laws, and so they were coming to say, okay, jesus which one's the greatest they were trying to get there and he did what did he say to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and the second I like it to love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. and so that's how we ought to conduct as we love our neighbors ourselves. and 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 we we see this in this in this story here mm-hmm. um we ought to do unto others as we want them to do unto us and to love them in such a way as we would want to be loved. And and the negative is also true. We shouldn't do thing to others that we wouldn't want them to do unto us. Yeah. And so we, we we are not talk. we are not gossip about our brothers and sisters in Christ and other people because we don't want them to gossip about us. We shouldn't we shouldn't steal from others because we don't want them to steal from us. And that's the whole that sums up all of the commandments to love God with all your heart, and soul, and mind. And to love your neighbors yourself. And so it sums up is to love. And we see that demonstrated here. We we I I am just because knowing ladies and I've been around my wife when when we when she was pregnant with our first yeah. and the other ones, and I've seen her and other ladies react and respond to these things. And so I'm sure Mary and Elizabeth, well, they hugged, met at the door, and they <laughs> laughed and they giggled and they talked and then they all started talking. And she said, Oh, the baby leapt within my womb. And praise God, and mm-hmm. you, and they had, and she stayed for three months, the Bible said, mm-hmm. but there was a God-centered focus in both of their lives, mm-hmm. that the only the Spirit of God can do that, and if mm-hmm. we're going to rightly honor the Lord Jesus these holiday season, or every day of our life, we've got to die to self, we've got to die to our rights, and again, in the world in which you and I live in, all you hear about rights, everybody has rights, kids got rights, parents got yep. rights. Yep. Everybody's got rights. The only right that a Christian has is a right to die. Rights, and mm. so we die to ourselves, and we want to serve the Lord by others and magnify Him.
2: Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
0: so anyway, now, 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 what do you want to talk about now? Or you want to talk about <laughs> <our> <laughs>
2: <town? It's>, uh... <laughs> That is my favorite Christmas movie, and it's not. Maybe. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, like, we've touched on this a little bit, but um, it seems sometimes like this bit of Scripture is kind of more, almost praise the Catholic Church um, rather than in Protestant traditions. And I was thinking, like, why is that? Should we read it and sing it more than we do?
0: Well, I, I, think, I think, again, I, I just only have an opinion. And so I think it goes back to what I, I've said here. Is that we have a, a reflection back in the past. And we, for so long, have, have, have we, we know about the virgin birth. We, we, we have Christmas songs that talk about it, and, mm-hmm. and we may even sing those in church. But I think we have dampened the reality of what's taking place here because mm-hmm. it's a reflection back of some 2,000 years ago. Yes, we believe in that truth. We understand that truth, but just maybe because we are so exposed to it that we don't really value it like what's taking place. And that's why I have said what I said, because I think when Mary heard those words, I mean, she knew that, hey, this thing's been going on since Abraham. And then through David, and then through the prophet Isaiah, they said there's going to be a virgin that's going to give birth. And lo and behold, Mary said, it's me. I'm the one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, And, and so it's a different perspective. Yeah. And because we have been so saturated in it, mm. maybe we have have just the significance of it. Now, I think that's true because of every day. I mean, in your church services. I mean, when people preach on the the glorious treasures of the Word of God, I mean, people can—I mean, people in our in our world today—they are they, not moved with what the preacher is preaching. Mm. And when we sing certain hymns, there's there's really no movement. Mm. Uh, we have too many dry eyes in the house of the Lord. Um, mm. Again, I think we have been so bombarded in our world today with entertainment. Yeah. And with so much technicolor and so much uh great movies. Yeah. And then we come to church on Sunday mm. and we look at the preacher and okay, bless me if you can. Mm. And so we have we have really uh have lost some of the 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 uh the holiness mm-hmm. of God. i I was I guess what I'm trying to say. We we've lost the holiness. Mm-hmm. we've lost the 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 uh, allness. Of him, and so basically, ladies, I, I think we need to pray for revival. I think we need yeah. to pray that God would soften our hearts. I think we need to pray that God would give us sensitivity to the Spirit mm. and the new love. And so that that may have something to do while we don't focus on uh, this, not only this text of Scripture, but but a lot of them as well. Mm.
2: Perhaps as well a little bit. It's because we live in such an instant culture that mm. it's hard to get our heads around the idea that something's been cooking for a good couple of thousand years before yeah. it kind
1: of happens.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Well, yes, yeah. I yes.
1: just want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, that was really encouraging. And I think it's really good to reflect on, um, on, this particular passage of scripture. And we obviously kind of always read it around this time of year, but to really think about what we should be taking away as Christians. And I guess getting some inspiration from Mary that, you know, when the Lord has blessed her with this seemingly, I mean, it just seems like how could she even have joy? This is like her whole world is collapsing, but she saw what was really happening and was able to praise and sing um, praises to the Lord So we thank you for breaking that down for us so well and taking us to church. Um, And we really are always in prayer for the work you're doing and anchored in truth. And we are really grateful for you, brother. Thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Amen. God bless you, ladies. And it's good to to see both of you again. And hopefully we will see you soon, whether it's here or there. And uh, anything we can do for y'all, please let us know.